Good afternoon. You're tuned to Ross FM 94.6. I'm your host, Kira Lawless, and this is the show Inspired Lives, live every Thursday between 5 and 6 p.m., where I talk to individuals who live their lives full of passion, drive, and intuition, and they're definitely not afraid to step outside of their comfort zone on the journey in which we call life. And I'm delighted right now to be joined on the line by Connor Ife. How are you? Good evening. Good evening. I'm great, Kira. It's good to be on Ross FM. Thanks for having me. Thanks a million for popping on the show. So I suppose, take us right back to the beginning, Connor, about your journey with music. When did you first fall in love and find yourself songwriting? Yeah, so um, I like to go back to the first time I kind of heard music. And my older sisters, they were Irish dancers. And I used to go to all the feshes and they were quite good. I feel like every family sort of says this in Ireland, but they were Leinster and All-Ireland champions. <laughs> I feel like everyone has that in their family, a sister. But uh, I went to all the feshes when I was quite young, and I heard trad music. I heard, you know, dance music um, for the Irish dance and the jigs and everything first. And um, when you're exposed to something over and over again, whether you like it or not, you kind of start to understand it. So, you know, I was understanding the beats and what I was hearing at a very young age. And then after that, I heard all the sort of classics from my parents. I remember hearing Another One Bites the Dust. And then my older sisters, because they're actually quite older than me, they exposed me to the kind of music of uh, their time, which was a lot of dance music, house music in the 2000s. And that was kind of the first thing I wanted to create, actually, because uh, I knew a bit of guitar, but it's, it's hard to get good at guitar, you know, especially when you're young. It, it hurts the fingers, you know. So I started wanting to be a DJ, and I DJed for a bit, and I started getting into producing kind of dance music and like a bit of pop music. And then... When I was 17, I decided, you know, I'm after producing a lot. I was producing kind of for other people. And I kind of said to myself, you know, I kind of want to write my own songs and write about my own experiences. So with the little bit of life experience I had about 17, I kind of understood that, you know, the things I wanted to write, the way I wanted to write was much more um, folk inspired. It wasn't really pop or, you know, catchy songs inspired. Um, it was much more about, you know, real messages, real stories and, you know, real passion in the music, which I kind of made a distinction between, you know, the way you kind of write pop music and the way folk music was written. And uh, yeah, at about 17, I wrote my first few songs. They're terrible, but I just kept writing them and writing them and writing them. We all have to start. I think um, has an Ed Sheeran got an amazing analogy that when, the, when you begin the process of songwriting, it's about turning on that tap. And the first, you know, the first flow of the tap is always like murky. And then it starts to run clean. And then that's actually where you get the crystal songs from. Isn't there something like that? Okay, I think he has, yeah. A, yeah, I think yeah, he has no, that definitely. analogy, isn't it? It's like the tap. You just turn on the tap and wait for it to run through. Yeah, you have to let it run. Absolutely. I think so. And yeah, as well, it's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I think you come from yourself like a family of like, um, is it Leinster champions, Irish dancers? Yeah, my sisters were, yeah. Yeah, so you have that, you can see in the family that you have that drive and that ambition as well to follow what you love. I suppose, talk us through as well, um, I know we touched a little bit on the songwriting process, but I know you have um, some fabulous releases that we're going to be playing in a little while on the show. But um, talk us through, I suppose, the songwriting process of those songs and what place you were coming from and like the message and the meaning behind the music. Okay, yeah, so... The first kind of release that, um, you know, got a bit of attention for me was The Country. And that song is a very direct kind of political song. 
and it, a lot of people described it like that when it came out and they first heard it. I had a video of me playing it on social media and it, it got a lot of attention for talking about kind of current issues and, you know, the problems that I see and obviously a lot of people see in Ireland. And I didn't really think of it as like a purely political song, even though it does sound like that uh, lyrically. But it was kind of just me looking around at what was going on. I had, um, I had quit college. I was staying in... Galway, I was staying in Litchamore with my friend and the, and the girl talk and we were both kind of thinking, he's in college and I was like, you know, you're getting an education, I'm trying to make this happen, but even people who do everything perfect, A, B and C with the current economy, still can't you know, live comfortably so I kind of just started there and uh, the first lyric of it kind of sums up the whole song, it goes uh, last time I checked, the bills just went up, and um, that's the first lyric of the song um, and yeah, that was kind of the first big release um, for me, kind of just putting uh, what I really felt out on a song, which was, uh, I don't want to say it was daunting, but you know, you know, especially in Ireland, um, what's in the charts and stuff, we are still very much in, um, you know, we, we like our pop music and things like that. And you do get a kind of a look when you, you're kind of, people think you're all high and mighty talking about issues. But I think... Uh, you know, real music is very important. So that's why I really believed in that song. I think and so. Following and following that. Yeah, I think your voice, I think it's important as well to speak about what you love and, and what you're passionate about because I think the most, the artists that talk and come from a place of realism and, you know, talk about current issues as well, you know, they're not the, the type of artist that can turn, like, turns around and, like, runs out of material. When you're always writing about something you're in, genuinely interested and passionate about and, you know, shifting between those worlds. Um, I believe you know you'll you'll have endless amount of creativity. I think I, I saw somewhere could be wrong on this. No, I think I'm right on this. Is that the Beatles wrote 13 albums in seven years? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's all they wrote. Yeah. That was it. They just did seven years of music um, yeah. together. Like, and I think there there is, seems to be a, like a drawback from that now in the music industry. Um, there's a lot less material put out, um, despite what mm. people actually would realize. Like back then, you know, songs are put out. Like there was so many albums released. And in short space of time, I think it's all down to creativity, but also using your voice in the moment to speak about something that you care about. Yes, yes. I think so. So tell us about um, your recent release. So, uh, yeah, the next song I released after that was uh, 15. And uh, that song is kind of um, what you'd describe as a freestyle rap track, um, which might seem like a departure from the previous track but I, I find hip hop and, and rap music and really poetry is poetry or rhythm as all it is is the most direct way to put things um, in description you know for people um, and you know I feel like melodies are your emotion and lyrics are your thinking you know lyrics is what gets the brain thinking so that track was just about it's really kind of an inspirational song um, I was working in on post. I was working in the post warehouse last year around Christmas, and I had kind of not given up on music, but I had kind of put my eyes on different things that I would have thought is more realistic. Um, and then one day I was doing I was doing my work, and I said no. I said you kind of have to go all in when you can, and you know you have to be smart, but you do have to have you know your full attention on things and really, but listen to your passion and listen to your soul, you know, because, 
if you don't listen to what your soul is pulling you towards, you're just going to be fighting with it the whole time. And that's just as bad as kind of struggling if you do follow it. So I uh, just wrote all that on my lunch break. I was sat out in my car. I was freezing. It was uh, snowing and all. It was Christmas. It was around Christmas. It was winter. And it's, yeah, it's just pure lyrics. Um, it's like, like I said, it's a rap song. And it's about looking back on when I was 15 um, and where I kind of started with dreams and aspirations with music and just wanting to learn and make things sound good and write better songs and learn instruments and etc. Um, and it's pure determination since then. You know, um, it's easy to look at things and say things are talent or you've, you know, you've kind of gifted or you pick something up and you can just do it. But for me, I've just never felt like that was the case. So the song is just about, you know, working over the years, working on music and uh, just about the life experiences that you have as a teenager, having dreams and uh, growing up and hopefully making them happen. I think so. And you talked about two things that are very, very important there. And that's the action taking and the drive and not giving up and facing adversities. And recently you were on tour as well. Am I right in saying that? I was, yeah. I did a little tour. Yeah, tell us about that. That must have been really fun. But I was, yeah, that was brilliant. That was my first time kind of um, having, you know, gigs back to back. Uh, it was every week. And I was supporting my good friend, Uppy, from Westport, from Mayo. And uh, he's a rapper and, you know, a songwriter I've looked up to for many, many years. And um, he, we've been working together for the last year or so. And he was doing a tour. He said, do you want to come along? And I said, yes. So we did uh, Limerick. We did Dublin. We did London. And we did Galway. And it was some experience. Um, I had loads of fun just being on the road, traveling, having the crack, setting up for each gig, you know, the problems that happened, the good things that happened. And my main thing with this tour was to kind of see what I could do on stage and kind of push it to the limits. Because I do a whole, the way I play live, I do a whole live loop. Yeah, I I saw this. And like the thing about this is like, it's super, what I would find anyway, the timing, the skill that goes into that and also that, you know, that state of mind as well. You have to go into that real centered um, place to be able to really focus, to get everything together. I just think it's, it's, people find that quite fascinating to watch, don't they? I'd say you find Mm, that experience that people are fascinated by watching that process. Absolutely, yeah. People, um, people, uh, you know, when you're thinking of a gig and you're thinking as an artist or just even going to a gig, you, you kind of imagine a crowd, you think you're winning when it's screaming and it's madness and, you know, mosh pits or whatever. A lot of the music I'd be around uh, friends is that kind of crowd reaction but uh because i i also love and a lot of my music is is in that kind of folk category as well the main thing i love when i play with the the loop is that it's usually just eyeballs staring and silence which is brilliant i i love that because i feel a lot of people are clued in to the lyrics then and you know the emotion and the passion and the message um, and I'm glad the looping uh, can, can kind of get into almost, I've been told this before, kind of a gimmicky kind of thing. But I love that the way I do it is that at least it just brings attention to um, the things I'm saying. And yeah, a lot of people find it very interesting. They think it's almost like an impossible thing to do. But I tell you, I, I, it's nothing about um, a magic talent or anything. It's just uh, I have a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> so... I practice a lot in my yeah. room for hours and hours on end to build up the different layers of the song and get the timing right and bringing it in and bringing it out. 
And then I just hop up on stage and like you were saying, I go into that zone and I just act like I'm in my room again, except there might be a few hundred people in front of me. <laughs> well, this is it. And I suppose when it comes to rehearsing, um, and you kind of touched on that as well, you put in so many hours and work, but what, like, what preparation did you have to put in, I suppose, getting ready for the tour? Like, was there many weeks in advance? Or, yeah, just talk us through that process. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. I actually did think of the... Uh, I did prepare a lot for the tour. Um, not just purely rehearsing, but I looked at a lot of people that I think is, you know, are masters at live performance and are really big inspirations that you kind of wouldn't even think of hearing my music. But I watched a load of Michael Jackson live <laughs> and um, I took a lot of that in, even though the way I perform is way different from Michael Jackson. I took in a lot of uh, Kate Bush. I love Kate Bush, one of my favorite artists. Um, and the way she brings the art onto the stage. And um, and then I also looked at, you know, people like Damien Dempsey, where him and the crowd is almost one during his gigs. And I watched that and I took different bits. And a few people, actually, I was very glad, a few people said to me after certain gigs, oh, was that a bit of Michael Jackson dancing at your feet? <laughs> you know? <laughs> And I was like, I must have just took it in without realizing. I th- you know, I think I, the I'm subconscious not... takes everything in, and I do think though, like the thing about it is, you know, they, you know, they were they were legends, and they were legends for a reason. Absolutely. And I think yeah. we have to study our idols. I think it's important, you know, to be able to um to learn from the best. And absolutely, I suppose going forward, what are your like future ambitions, or yeah, what do you kind of like what aspirations have you got at the moment, or what are you kind of le- like leaning towards? Aspirations at the moment, um. Well, I'm very lucky enough that, uh, you know, now as the aspirations I have are a lot more close and are a lot more realistic. So a lot of the things when I was younger would have been, you know, I, they're almost hopes and dreams. And now things are a lot more realistic. So I can tell you my plans for the next while. Right now, I'm recording loads of songs. Um, all, all myself, I record all myself and produce and mix and all the rest. It's just the way I've always done it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm getting a lot better at, you know, look, going for the sound I want, which is, you know, a lot more kind of personal. I kind of, I, I'm trying to make everything have a touch that it's me. Um, and I'm going to release loads of songs next year. And I also have a brilliant announcement that I only got the other week, but I'll be joining Damien Dempsey as a support act on his spring tour. Um, so... That's the two main things I'm happy about. Well, That's yeah, incredible. So, well done. Uh, thank you very much, Gara. That'll be amazing. Oh my God, you're going to have some content from that. That'll be incredible. And you're getting to meet oh, everybody. Yeah, and Yeah, I think so. And I do think touring as well, I think is so important for artists because it teaches you, um, it teaches you, I suppose, what your audience, I think, look for as well in mm. performance. And yeah, I think it can be amazing for any artist. And I'm sure you'll be very inspired after that tour to probably write more. Um, thank you so much, though, for coming on the show. If there's anything you could say to anybody to inspire them today, what would it be? To inspire them, I'd say when you put your mind to something, truly, truly put your mind into it, the results are unbelievable. And it sounds cliche, but some things are cliche for a reason, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, Connor. Thank you so much and stay inspired and have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much, Kira. Bye.